Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Thursday, January the 13th, 2020, 2020, <laughs> 2022. Why are you? You're messing me up because you're on my screen. Get off of my get off of my intro. <laughs> Good morning. It is Thursday, January 13, 2022. This is Wake Up with Ray G. Welcome. I'm just so excited because Ricardo's got me lit. Toot that thing up. For those of y'all that don't know, I know you probably saw the thumbnail. Prop, lock, and drop it. Jay says, I have dated myself with the Huey song, but back when I was in undergrad, that was a song that got it popping at the club. Prop, lock, and drop it. It was pop, lock, and drop it. But we we changed the segment to prop, lock, and drop it because we're going to be talking about some of our favorite prop plays uh, for this upcoming weekend. We're just going to talk through the games, man. Who's winning? You see who I got on. Our Super Bowl run starts this weekend after we take down the San Francisco 49ers. I may slide up to Jerry World just to go to the game to see it happen live. All you 49er fans out there, your run has come to an end. The Dallas Cowboys, your 2021 NFL Super Bowl champs. Our run starts now, baby. And Ricardo's got me lit. Toot that thing up. Jay, how you doing this morning, baby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm laughing, though, because I'm literally watching you deliver the intro, delivering the intro inside of the intro. I was, I went, I can Inception. see all the way about to about the third level of Inception, but you're wearing the Cowboys gear, and you know what? I'm proud of you today. You're, you're sticking to your guns. You wavered all season. I had to convince you a couple times, but we're here now. We're in the playoffs. It's go time, baby. I, and to be honest, this week, I give the Cowboys a pretty good shot. Playing at home against the Niners. The Niners are playing really well, but this week, I think they got a good shot. I think we got a real good shot, man. I think we got a real good shot. Uh, Jay, do we uh, we got some news to get into today. I didn't, um, I didn't look at the news segment. Do we got something to get into today? The only real things that were notable to me, Justin Jefferson 
wasn't named all pro. It was Jamar Chase, oh, Cooper yeah. Cup, Devontae Adams. Okay. <sighs> I, I get it. You know, Cooper Cup had to be on there. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Mm. Yes and no. He had, I believe, 15 touchdowns, 1,500 receiving yards. Justin Jefferson had 1,600 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. But Jamar Chase with his 1,400 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just feel bad for Jefferson at this point. For him to be still in Chase's shadow again. Chase breaks his record. Now Chase is jacking his all-pro. I don't know, Let's, man. Let like, me see what Justin. It just it I, hurts. I, it hurts me a little bit. It hurts. So I'm a big. I'm a big Jets fan, and so see him not get all pro. It hurts. So Justin Jefferson this year, his final stats. Let's see if this was all pro worthy. Uh, 108 oh, receptions. 108 receptions. 1,616 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, I was a little shocked not to see Justin Jefferson on the All Pro team, first team All Pro team as well. Uh, I, I I definitely think he deserved to be on that list. Um, it, it's hard to argue Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, but uh, Jets definitely should have been first team All Pro. Uh, kind of Bush League right there. I know he's going to be on the second team, but definitely should have been first team All Pro. Tyron Smith making first team All Pro as a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I, I don't know how the hell that happened. I, I I don't understand. I mean, he's he's still a great tackle, but I, I haven't seen Tyron Smith on the field in about five weeks. So no clue how he made it. But Micah Parsons, that was dope to see the young rookie. Two rookies yeah. make first team. Did Rashawn Slater make first team All Pro? He couldn't have because he's left tackle. I don't know. I don't Trent know. Williams. I know Michael Parsons did, but go ahead. There's some Eric Weddle news, man. Yeah, Eric Weddle got re-signed by the Rams yesterday, and the reason why was because their other safety, Jordan Fuller, is out for the season with an injury, and he was actually the defensive signal caller. So now they bring in Eric Weddle, who was their defensive signal caller in 2019, bringing him back out of retirement. You know, Sean McVay doing whatever he can do to make sure this team is Super Bowl ready. Jalen Ramsey was hyped. He was uh, tweeting about it last night. And so it's interesting to see kind of how this all works. And then, yeah, Desi actually mentioned it as well. Mark Andrews wasn't named uh, uh. first-team All-Pro either. Travis Kelsey was. And Mark Andrews, I believe, was sixth in the NFL in receiving with over 13 – I think it was 1348. It was like almost 1350. Crazy to me that Andrews didn't get it for what a great season he had. But, yeah, uh, Eric Weddle signed by the Rams yesterday, so we'll see kind of how he fits in. You know, he knows the system. He knows the defense. He knows how to play. How to? Uh, he knows a lot of the players on the team especially. We'll see how he fits in. But, you know, these NFL guys, they stay in good shape. He's probably ready to play, and I don't think they would have signed if they didn't think he could perform at an extremely high level. You know, the, they are playing Monday night in Ari or against Arizona at home. So he has a cup, you know, extra half day to get acclimated. But I think Weddle will be ready to play. You know, one of the – Probably one of the best safeties we've seen in the NFL over about a 10-year stretch from his time on the Chargers, then moving over to the Ravens yeah. and ultimately ending his career on the Rams. Uh, interesting signing, but when I saw that, I was like, yeah. You know, he could definitely add another vet presence to that roster, and I think that's what they need heading into the playoffs. Yeah, Weddle was dope during his uh, during his prime. He played in the air. You know, he was right there. Uh, Paul Amalu was there. It, it's crazy you're talking yeah. about. This has nothing to do uh, with anything, but there's I think about – one of my favorite safeties to watch in the NFL, and I literally think about this player probably like once a week, is Bob Sanders. Uh, Bob Sanders played safety at Iowa. He's 5'8", 200 pounds, uh, the hit man. Just if, if, you, if you don't remember Bob Sanders, if you guys are a little too young to remember Bob Sanders, just go pull his highlights up and watch just how devastating of a safety he was. Bob Sanders was dope. Bob Sanders was a beast. I think about him all the damn time. Mark Andrews, the new tight end one. 
Dynasty, nah. I think he's right there with. I think it's still Kyle Pitts, but because Pitts is still twenty two years old, Andrews only twenty six, going on twenty seven. Uh, I, I would take Andrews over everybody not named Kyle Pitts. But we got some uh, we got some games to get into this weekend. Uh, wild card weekend. It's a great slate this weekend. We've got games Saturday, Sunday, and then we cap it off with the Monday night game with the Cardinals and the Rams. So let's just take no. That's my prize picks. Let's take a look at the the, the wild card weekend. All right. So we've got Raiders, Cincinnati. New England, Buffalo, Philly, Tampa, San Francisco, Dallas, uh, Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger saying they don't stand a chance versus Kansas City. So what the hell? Let's let it rip. Arizona and the Rams. And then the two teams on by Green Bay and Tennessee. And Jay, do I owe Tennessee an apology? I have been calling them frauds. What? For a good two months? Good two months. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've been calling them a fraud. I still don't believe in them. I still don't believe in them. But maybe I'm wrong, damn it. I, I, I probably owe them an apology sitting in the number one seed. But we're going to start this thing off with the Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati Bengals flying high um, after their win against uh, Kansas City versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm seeing all the comments come in. That's right, Mike Sanders was an animal. That's right, Bob Sanders was a big... I think about, I, honestly, I think about him at least once a week because he was just so good. Uh, but the Bengals, right? The Bengals are favored by five and a half over under 49 in this matchup. Uh, it's it's Joe Burrow, Derek Carr. Are the Raiders going to be able to do enough to put pressure on Joe Burrow to make him uncomfortable? And we know the Cincinnati offensive line is not good. And Jay, I believe the last time these two teams met, didn't the Raiders kind of put a beat down on Cincinnati in that matchup? So um, other way around, uh, it was, uh, I believe since, the Cincinnati Bengals won like 36 to 10 in that game. Okay. It was it was bad. Okay, so Cincinnati already destroyed them in one game. Uh, playing well, Higgins, the All-Pro Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson on defense. Um, also All-Pro, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, Trey Hendrickson, All-Pro. All-Pro yeah, that's is- why I said his name, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, he, he played phenomenal this season. My question is, are the Raiders going to be able to slow down that offense? We just saw them give up a lot of points in one of the best games we've seen in a long time versus the Chargers and Justin Herbert. And I think while maybe not the the pure talent that Justin Herbert is, uh, Joe Burrow is just as equally, he's right up there in the upper echelon. He's starting to move his way up there amongst NFL signal callers. Uh, Listen, I'm from Las Vegas. I'm happy the Las Vegas Raiders are in the playoffs. But with that defense, um, as anemic as it is, with that secondary as bad as it is, and I know they've pieced it together to pull off some wins, I don't know if they have the firepower to come back against Cincinnati if that offense gets hot. There are just so many weapons, not just in the passing game, but you still have got Joe Mixon on the ground. Josh Jacobs is, he lives on the injury report, so I have no, he's going to play. He's always hurt. He'll limp off a couple of times and come back in. Um, the, the question is, can Max Crosby in that defensive front be able to put pressure on Joe Burrow to make it uncomfortable? If you give him all day to sit back there, he's going to find somebody's going to be open. Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, somebody will be open if you can't get pressure on Cincinnati. The odds makers, I mean, five and a half point favorites, is that's not a small line. The odds makers think, yeah, they should get it done by at least two field goals in this matchup. Um, where are you at in, in this one, Jay? Who do you think pulls it off? What, how are you feeling? I know you had some interesting splits about Joe Burrow in this matchup too. 
Yeah, so like you mentioned, 32-13 to 13, the last time these teams played. Uh, this was actually the game that Joe Mixon ran the ball 30 times for 130 yards and two touchdowns. So if you recall, there was a stretch where Joe Mixon was really the guy in fantasy. He was blowing up, scoring multiple touchdowns a week. And this was one of those games that kind of was a catalyst for Joe Mixon really starting to come into the upper echelon of running backs as far as fantasy purposes and in real life as well. But talking about Joe Burrow, the craziest part about his statistics are his home road splits. So when he plays at home, he's averaging about 330 yards per game. Ooh. Now, of course, there's some really big games there. You talk about the Ravens game where he threw for almost 500, yeah, yards, 500 yards and a few other performances like that. But it, it t- And again, this is over the whole season. This isn't over a small sample or a four or five game sample. This is the entire season he's averaged 330 yards per game at home versus 240 on the road. This game, of course, at home in Cincinnati. And then, like you mentioned, the Bengals have a very high-powered offense, not just through the air, but also on the ground. But Joe Burrow listed, and this isn't just at prize picks. You know, we talk about prize picks because we like their product and we like to play on their platform. But 260 and a half for Joe Burrow when he's averaging 330 yards a game at home. Give me the over all day on that. The Raiders do have a pretty decent pass defense, but, you know, we'll see what happens with T. Higgins. He was on the injury report. He was uh, limited practice, and I think limited practice Wednesday, DMP Tuesday. But we're going to see, and, I, and I'm not really too worried, even if he doesn't play, because they just have so many guys that can beat you. Tyler Boyd can easily slot in. If Higgins plays limited snaps, he's going to get his yards. We know Chase is going to get his yards. C.J. Uzama will get involved. Joe Mixon will be involved. 260 to me is just too low. And and honestly, I'm all over the, the Bengals. I think the Bengals can cover this game easily. I think this game probably goes over as well. You talk about the Raiders and how they're going to win this game. They're not going to do it on the ground. And that's the right. only way they've really seen success this season. Um, especially recently, they've had more success on the ground. And that's where Cincinnati's at their best right now. Their best is when they stop the run. And that's what's the problem for the Raiders is that they're going to be running into Trey Hendrickson and this great D-line that's drastically improved from last season. And they're going to have to throw the ball. Now, Cincinnati is giving up, I believe, the sixth most yards per game on through the air. So Derek Carr may be able to you know, exploit that. And I know that you're in on Hunter Renfro this week because he's going to be able to get the ball a lot more because they're going to have to throw it. Yeah. And I believe the number was 53 and a half. Another number I really like in this game. But I think I'm all in on Burrow. Burrow is one of the guys I'm really locking in. I believe across sports books, I saw him anywhere from 260 all the way up to 270. I saw 270. Uh, again, I saw 270 and a half in, on one of the books. Um, I'm with you, but I, I I think because we're all so bullish on Cincinnati and the over under is 49, right? When you when you go to Buffalo, New England, the the team the implied team total total for that game is 44. So we're expecting some points. I think there's some exploitable matchups. Hunter Renfro over under 53 and a half yards. I, sign me up for that. I, I'm all over Hunter Renfro. I think you can create a nice little, and you don't have to go, people, listen, you don't have to go drastic and go five-leg parlays, six-leg parlays. If you just wanted to do like a three-leg parlay from this game, I think Joe Burrow, we looked at his line, over six, uh, 260 and a half, love that. Hunter Renfro over 53 and a half. And honestly, Jay, if I had to put my money on one of the wide receivers, it's hard for me. I love T. Higgins. Love him. Love him. I think in dynasties, I believe T. Higgins is a top 10, top, not top 12, top 10 dynasty wide receiver. I just, if if he's at 66 and a half and Jamar Chase is at 71 and a half, I'm going to put my money on the guy who's getting like all the, every catch Jamar Chase is 20 yards down the damn field. I mean, we, we see that. He can pick that up in two receptions. I think he's going to be fed. I think Cincinnati, 
I, I was listening to somebody talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it was Shannon Sharp. I love Shannon Sharp. I love Shannon. I, I, I watch that show because it entertains me, not for their actual opinions, right? But Shannon Sharp, they were talking about the Grizzlies, and they said that they're so young that they don't even know that they're not supposed to be this good this quick. And I think the Bengals yeah. are so young, no one expected them to be there, be here in this position this quickly. They're going to go out there and let it rip, man. So I like Cincinnati. You know me. My betting style is I I don't bet the spread. Like, I just don't do it. I just don't do it. I have not found a lot of success there. If I bet the spread, I always tease it. Six and a half, seven points. I, I, I'm, I'm fine batting singles. I don't need to hit a home run every bet that I make. I'm fine batting singles. So if I were going to do anything, I do like Cincinnati. I would tease them still. I would at least give them 11 and a half, 12 points. And then I'd feel a lot more confident in that one for me, but I do like Cincinnati in this matchup, and I love Joe Burrow, and he did make my five-leg prize picks power uh, power flex play parlay that we'll talk about in a little bit. Now we got Mag Daddy Jones versus the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills. This is the third matchup between these two teams. We know New England got the first victory um, in the blizzard uh, in Buffalo, and then the Bills uh, kind of put it to them, kind of put it to them. They got revenge. Now the third time, um, this is a best of three series. Uh, can Mac Jones and Bill Belichick do enough to make Josh Allen uncomfortable? Mac Jones is coming off of a bad loss to the Dolphins. He had two turnovers. He had a pick six. Uh, we know that their weapons in New England is not very, they're, they're not very good. You know, Jacoby Myers, I think they get Nelson Aguilar back, but I don't know how much that even matters, Jay. Um, last game, Josh Allen had 300 passing yards and 64 rushing yards uh, against New England. Now he's at home. Oh, man. I, I was looking. I did not see it on prize picks. The Josh Allen rushing uh, rushing yard total was not no. up because I was scouring for it. I was like, whatever it is, I'm smashing the o – I've never seen any I, – I haven't seen it, anything like it, man. A, a, a player as big as Josh Allen – and is just as good as he is. First of all, he's durable. He never gets hurt. Uh, he's a goddamn bulldozer at quarterback. Now, I will say this. Devin Singletary has been hot. Devin Singletary has been getting the rock. He's been playing well. I just don't think it's been a great run for the young kid. And I think Bill Belichick should be commended for the job that he's done in New England this year. With I mean, you look across that offense, it is not exciting. I mean, it, it's it's just not. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, two young, good running backs, Mac Jones. Did you see the tweet? Um, uh, I, I believe it was um, Mike Reese from the Patriots. It was one of the Patriots beat reporters at, where Mac Jones ranks historically amongst uh, rookie quarterbacks all oh, time. Oh, no. Oh, man. I mean, he... I, I, I'm gonna pull it up. Go, go, keep going. I'm gonna pull this up because it, it was staggering to see how good he's been. But go ahead and run through the game script. Yeah. So my biggest problem with this game is, like you mentioned, Josh Allen is really the X factor here. And I told you this weeks ago when he played the Bucks that Josh Allen is a guy that I, when I watch him play, he's a man who's on a mission right now. And as much as I like Devin Singletary a lot, you know, even going all the way back to Florida Atlantic when he was scoring 30 touchdowns in one season, he just hasn't quite got it done at the NFL level to where I'm confident in him to bet a prop. But like you mentioned, Josh Allen's rushing yards, if they're 40 yards, you know, if they're 50 yards, I might be like, ah, I don't know about that. That's that's pretty high. But usually he sits somewhere in the 25 to 30 yard range, you know, even if he gets up to 35. I think you're in a good spot because we've seen Josh Allen really take over games. And so like you see here, you got Andrew Luck, Justin Herbert, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, then Mac Jones, really. Now that's 
And that's what's so that sorted is, by? So this was a tweet from Mark Daniels, and this is how Mac yeah, Jones' yeah. rookie season stacks up historically with some of the with the top rookie wow. uh, quarterbacks in NFL history. So when you just look at his yards in NFL history for rookies, he's fifth in yards, right behind Jameis Winston. Uh, his completion percentage is the second highest in NFL history for a rookie quarterback. His average yeah. depth of target. I mean, this is shocking, right? Higher than Andrew yeah. Luck, higher than Justin, higher than Justin Herbert, people. Higher than Justin Herbert. Uh, Twenty-two touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, and what is that? The the fourth highest quarterback rating um, yeah. for a quarterback in NFL history. So, I'm all I'm saying, fantasy and or real football. Get him some weapons. I'm not saying he's Andrew Luck. I'm not saying he's Justin Herbert or Peyton Manning. Uh, the only woof uh, pick on here is a Baker Mayfield, a little bit of woofy woof. But I'm just saying, Ooh. get him, get him some weapons, man. But back to the game. No, New England's not going to win this matchup. Uh, Buffalo is no, favored by four no points. Um, somebody said Diggs has a prop for one yard. Uh, yeah, on where underdog. they've got they've got a promo Ooh. one yard for Stephon Diggs. So there's a free bet right there. Um, anybody you like in this game, uh, kind of called Beasley, right? 31 and a half yards. What do you, uh, Isaiah McKenzie went 11 for 125 against the Pats when Beasley was out. Yeah. Um, he's averaging 45 yards per game against New England over the last five games. This, this seems like it should be, should be achievable. Um, uh, a Cole Beasley game. If they can't cover the slot, JC Jackson is probably going to be matched up with Stefan Diggs. Uh, this isn't yep. a bad one. You like this line? Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, like you mentioned, Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley didn't play in that last game, and I, Isaiah McKenzie led the team in targets and yards. So from that perspective, it's like we know this is where they have to attack. Stefan Diggs, as good as he was in that last game, they're not going to be able to attack <laughs> J.C. Jackson all game long. He's just too good, too talented. They're going to have to use these other guys. It'll probably be Beasley and Gabe Davis. Which one it will be, I'm not sure, but I think that potentially Beasley could be the guy that they have to use in this offense because they're going to throw the ball a lot. They throw the ball, I think, at the sixth highest rate in the NFL right now. Um, they do a lot of no huddle. They're going to play fast because they know it's going to keep the Patriots personnel groups from switching. We'll see. You know, I don't expect McKenzie to do much after those guys came back. I believe he had two targets the following game. So it's not like he kind of earned targets after that game. Mm -hmm. I think they go back to Beasley, go back to Gabe Davis. But Gabe Davis is a guy I'm going to be watching a lot. I'm going to see how many snaps he plays. I'm going to see how involved he gets because he's another guy, you know, a lot of people are looking to for a third-year breakout. Um, Joe, I don't, I didn't see any props, I don't think, for Davis when I was looking. I, I only didn't saw see the BC any, one. I, I didn't was see like, any on this Davis is pretty either. low. I didn't see And so it's, whether, it's kind of whether you like Dawson Knox or Cole Beasley. You know, Dawson Knox, 33 and a half, Beasley at 31 and a half. I kind of like Beasley because of what we saw in the last game. Beasley didn't play we'll Mike. Beasley didn't play one of those games. One of them was the snow game, and then the well, other, one, was the, one was the Hurricane Bowl, and the yeah, other one, one he had. I mean, COVID. so I mean, no one really did anything. So I think that's kind of unfair. Like, I mean, he did, he literally didn't play one of the games because he had he was COVID positive. So I think that I think that the 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 thing is what Jay is saying. Isaiah McKenzie, who filled in for Cole Beasley, had a monster game. He had all those short area targets, 11 receptions, 125. And then ever since that game, when Beasley got back, he was relegated to the bench. So um, it was a formula. It was a formula that they used. Um, 31 and a half is very exploitable. I'm not as confident on it. I don't have it in my five leg parlay flex play. But um, I, just just throwing that out there. Just I got I got to back Jay up on that one. So just wanted to uh, talk about that one. But I do think. 
I think uh, the 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 Bills get it done. I think they're the better team. Uh, again, yeah. J.C. Jackson probably on Stephon Diggs, so we'll see who ends up covering Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis may be in for a big third year, man. I don't know what Cole Beasley's contract mm-hmm. situation is, but they probably need to feature Gabe Davis a little bit more moving forward in 2022. Maybe a sneaky dynasty buy, man. I don't know how everybody feels about Gabe Davis, but maybe sneaky uh, dynasty buy. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady. And I know there's a lot of people, Jay. I'm seeing a lot of chatter about Philly. Philly with the upset in this one. I I don't know if I'm well, don't, that. don't you don't you see the highlighted picks on the board? Are I you see it. like I, I, are you colorblind? I, I mean, I don't know, people, man. I said a bunch of people. <laughs> uh Philly with the upset. I don't know if I would go full upset, but Tampa Bay favored by 9. Um I know Leonard Fournette is back. Uh still yeah. no, we know Godwin's out, no AB. Fournette is back. We'll see how healthy he is. Oh man, it's 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 the question of as an NFL team, do you continue to do uh, do you continue to play do you play to your strengths or do you play against the opposing team's strengths? So Philadelphia's strength is running the ball. Tampa Bay's strength is stopping the run. So does Philly say the hell with your strength? We know we're a running team and we don't care how good your run defense is, we're going to stick to our plan. Or do they flip the script and say, we know you're good at stopping the run, so what we're going to do is try to put the ball in the air. If that's their game plan, I don't think they win this game because there's no way Jalen Hurts can outduel Tom Brady. Even with, uh, listen, I would take the, the receiving core of Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski right now. As much as I love Devontae Smith, I'm taking that and Tom Brady over Goddard, Devontae Smith, and Quez Watkins. Like, that's really, it's really Goddard, Smith, and a ground game. That's what they're working with. Um, Tom Brady in the playoffs versus Philadelphia. And Tampa Bay, didn't they Didn't they crush him earlier this season? Wasn't, or or did, did Philly hang with them in that game? Uh, I believe they did beat them pretty badly. But I think the bigger point for me with the spread being nine points is that we've seen Jalen Hurts cover a lot of big spreads before. For whatever reason... It, it, it just seems like whether it's Jalen Hurts' mentality, whether it's the team, they may be down 15, 20 points at some point during the game, but they always find a way to claw their way back. And like you mentioned, if they're able to use this run game and really lean on it, I think there's a really good chance they could win this game. You know, as much as I believe that Tom Brady can get it done, and, and Gronk is another player I love in this game, I think more importantly that they're going to need to rely on Gronk as a big guy. Over 55 and a half, I really like this number. Gronk last week had seven for 70 yards to get his bonuses. I think Mike Evans still a little, bang, still a little bit banged up. Uh, Cecil Grayson actually is doubtful for this game, the guy who caught the game-winning touchdown against the Jets. Um, again, not a big piece, but when Chris Godwin's out and A.B.'s not playing anymore, you got to have guys step up, and Gronk at 55 and a half is a great number for a dude we know is going to get targets. It's winning time, right? And Tom Brady's going to go to his guys that he knows better than anybody when he needs to win games. And that's going to be Rob Gronkowski. I don't really think that Philly can stop Gronk if Gronk gets 12 to 15 targets. He's going to get targeted. Which is what we normally see from an A.B. or a Godwin in these important games. So I really like Gronk here. But I think that Leonard Fournette is ultimately the X factor of this game. And it's the reason why I kind of like the under and I really like Philly to cover. I think it's going to be mostly a ground game. They're going to have to throw the ball and Tampa Bay throws the ball more than any other team in the NFL. But I think their key to success is keeping this game close and churning it with Leonard Fournette if he's healthy 
and playing this kind of slow playing this game instead of trying to blow out Philly overall. I'm I'm with Mike. I, Philly is not good versus the tight end. Alex Singleton at at their their linebackers. Philly needs linebackers. Philly fans, you know it. Uh, Philly needs linebackers in the worst way. Gr- listen, Gronk and Tom Brady in the playoffs, and, and and you saw that versus the you saw it versus the Jets. He was heavily involved in the passing attack. Yep. I think it's 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 money time. Gronk and Brady, it's money time. It's com- it's the comfort level that he has. Uh, Gronk is still off the you know off the off his couch after you know going into last <laughs> season. Um, this is what it. This is it's money time now, right? Um, I love fifty five and a half for Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Sam uh, Sam Wallace, shout out to Sam. He asked about Tyler Johnson. Uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. I, I, I'm done with the Tyler Johnson experience. Um, completely mm-hmm. out on him. I don't know what his any lines are on him. Maybe if it's like seven he doesn't yards. have any, right? Because we yeah. don't know. Don't, uh, we don't know his role. That's yeah, the biggest problem I, I'm, I'm with, with Tyler Johnson. I was. I'd rather for... go after Bray if you want twelve and a half. But then the other point about um, Philly and the tight ends, they allow six receptions and sixty yards per game to the tight end position. So that's already hitting the overs for Gronk at five receptions and 55 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, and I love I'm still nothing out Leonard Fournette reception prop. I in my I think it's going to be five and a half. I think it's going to be five and a half receptions, uh, four and a half to five and a half receptions for his over under. And with no, uh, I'm I'm telling you what's going to happen. No Ronald Jones, he, DNP, Keyshawn. Yeah. It's going to be a heavy dose of Leonard Fournette. Like it's playoff Lenny time. Lombardi, Lenny, he is going to get the work. I think he's a good bet for an anytime touchdown scorer in this game. I love Rob, Rob Gronkowski as an anytime touchdown scorer. And at this point, if if you think Tom Brady is going to go out there and do what he needs to do versus Philly, you might throw one on Mike Evans. I think you got three bucks that have a really good shot to score touchdowns in this matchup. Uh, no rushing prop on Jalen Hurts. Devonta Smith, his over-under receiving yard, uh, total 57.5. And Dallas Goddard, uh, 56 and a half. What's up? Uh, Jalen Hurts' passing yard prop has dropped again. Uh, when I was looking at it this it morning, was it was 215. Okay. But now on prospects, it's 205. So it dropped. It's already dropped another 10 yards. Yeah. Brady's at 282, know, though. I don't love that. I, 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 I would not. If I were teasing this game, I would probably I'd probably give Philly some more points. I'd probably try to find like seven <laughs> points to just make it like what's nine plus seven? Sixteen? What is it? What's nine plus seven? There you seven? go. That was quick. That oh, was you quick. You got it. Baby. You got it. Yes, that made my day. I got it right. All right. So we're both rolling with Tampa Bay in this one, and we like the yeah. props for the Buccaneers. No, I'm rolling, I'm rolling with Philly for like, the parlay. Okay. Just well, you can have don't that. Don't get it twisted. You can have that. No, thank you. Uh, John said Carlton Davis clamping Devonta Smith. I don't even know if it matters if Hertz's passing d- damn prop is 200 yards and they don't even think he can get that. <laughs> All right. Dallas versus San Francisco. That's right. You see where the green is. Dallas is favored by three and a half. Look at the over under in this one 51 points. They're expecting a shootout in Arlington, Texas. Jimmy Garoppolo versus Dak Prescott. My question to you is what quarterback do you have more faith in, Dak or Jimmy G? This is the highest over-under total of the weekend, um, and San Francisco's playing well. We saw what they did to the Rams in that comeback victory, and Dallas has been uh, – we're, we're trying to figure it out, right? But Dallas does play much better at home, averaging 36 points per game and nearly five touchdowns at home. 
in San Francisco. They've had success on the road, averaging 24 points a game and a little under three touchdowns uh, per game. The biggest question mark is 100% Jimmy Garoppolo. We know his thumb is a little bit banged up. We saw a couple of couple of passes, I think, were impacted because of that thumb injury. And he cannot have those inconsistencies versus one of the most opportunistic defenses in the NFL, which is the Dallas Cowboys. I think they were second in the NFL in third down percentage getting off of the field. I believe their turnover margin was top in the NFL. Uh, the amount of times they turned the ball over to how many times they forced turnovers. Uh, it's an opportunistic defense. I know Stephon Diggs can be beaten on double moves, but because he's Trayvon damn, Diggs, yeah, come on, Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs. I should know that, right? Um, but because, hey, don't don't correct me. You called uh, you called him Surreal Grayson. It's Cyril Grayson. You messed up his name, and I didn't correct you. So don't people know what I'm talking about? Don't do that, man. Don't 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 stop me, Jay. Uh, but because his defense is so opportunistic, I think it leads. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give us one. I think Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. to throw a pick is a good bet. That is a good bet. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give us a pick. He's probably going to fumble the ball, and you can't turn it over versus Dallas. Like, you can't do that because that defense, they've got an offensive mind. They want to put the ball in the end zone. Now, this is going to come down to which offensive front can hold up the best because as good as, as, as Dallas is with Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, um, O.C., Odigizua, and Micah Parsons, of course, uh, San Francisco's front line is is no joke with Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. I believe just a devastating combination up front. You've got Fred Warner at linebacker. You got they've got an opportunistic defense as well, and they are playing hot. So uh, I think this may be, I think this could be the most exciting matchup of the weekend because of the players that we have in this game. You got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you've got Micah Parsons and and C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Tony. Pa I think this could be one of the most or the most entertaining matchup of the weekend. And some of the props in this one, let's just start with San Francisco. Do you think Debo Samuel gets in the end zone? Pretty simple. Does Debo Samuel score in this game? Dallas is not the best against the run. I'll just I, I got to keep it real, right? Dallas is not the best against the run. Um, it's, it's we, we need some linebackers as well. And if they start throwing Debo Samuel in there in the backfield, I, I think it could present some problems. I, I'm, I'm betting Kyle Shanahan pulls some, some rabbits out of his, out of his cool hat that he wears every Sunday. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Debo and Eliza Mitchell line up in the backfield. Uh, they get Debo Samuel matched up against the linebacker on an option route and, and it doesn't end well for Dallas. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, his over-under passing yard total is 239.5. Brandon Ayuk, over-under 47.5. I don't like that. But I do like Debo. I do like Debo to score a touchdown, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of in on Debo to score a touchdown. On the Dallas side, I saw this, and as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I still couldn't touch it. Zeke at 47.5 rushing yards. Like, I know. <sighs> I How the do mighty it. have fallen. I couldn't do it's it. It's just brutal. If you have Zeke in Dynasty, what are you doing? I, I think he's one of those players you just got to hold him. Like, no one's going to trade you anything significant for Zeke, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't give up much for him. Maybe like a back-end second. Um, he's going to be the workhorse running back. So, again, if you're a contending team, you get him and you just ride that production or you ride that volume for at least next season. Um, but 47 and a half yards is low. Dak at 270 yeah. and a half for a game that's projected to go over 51 points. I think that's kind of low for both of these quarterbacks, unless you're telling me they're going to run the ball 200 yards apiece, which I don't think that's going to happen. So just 
by game script, by what the, the betters and the odds makers are telling us, maybe both of these numbers are a little too low for both of these quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And uh, Mike was asking in the chat, what's Kittle's number? It's also 47 and a half, which is extremely low uh, for as far as the yeah. wide receivers go. Brandon Ayuk, 47 and a half. Debo, 57 and a half. Uh, the problem with Debo is you don't know kind of how he's going to get yeah. the ball and whether it's going to be through the air or on the ground. But betting him to score a touchdown, like you mentioned, he scored a touchdown in seven of his last eight games. And the crazy thing is there was a stretch where he was scoring a rushing touchdown for like, I think it was six straight weeks he scored a rushing touchdown. Crazy. But Kittle, Kittle I like a lot. Another guy, though, Ayuk, I'm really curious to see how he's played. Because, you know, beginning of the season, he was really in the doghouse. You know, there's reports that him and Kyle Shanahan had a little bit of beef. But over the past few weeks, he's actually been playing pretty well. And so the issue for me, obviously, is is Jimmy Garoppolo and how does he play? How do they yeah. execute this offense? Love Debo, love Kittle. Ayuk is kind of the third option depending on the game and how they choose to play. Dallas, though... I'm, I'm curious to see how they play because the 49ers secondary is where they're weakest right now. They have a couple injuries. They're trying to get healthy. They're playing great on the back end when healthy, but they're still struggling with their health a little bit. You got Amari Cooper. You got CeeDee Lamb. But I still don't know, man. I don't know if I believe in Dak to get it done to that degree. I just you, think that Jimmy's going to make enough you, mistakes. You put it I on think your Dallas, parlay. I think I think Dallas will win. And I honestly do think this game goes over. I just don't necessarily think Dak is going to win them the game. I think that Jimmy and that defense are going to do enough to force turnovers, to make life hell. And I think Dak is going to have to just manage the game and, and put points on the board, which we know he can do. But I don't think it must be an overarching talent from Dak Prescott that wins this game ultimately. All I right, think it's right. going to be the defense. So you you fine. like the so you don't like the over two seventy and a half is that what you're telling me Dak at home No, not for Dak. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, well, how are they going to score points? How are they going to get to fifty one points? I mean, uh, unless you're just saying he's going to be super efficient in red zone opportunities. I think both numbers for the quarterbacks are low. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will have a good game. Um, I think Dak's going to have a good game. I think they're going to. I think both of these teams are going to do what they're supposed to do, and it's going to come down to which quarterback. Uh, do you do you believe in the most not to cause the crucial game losing mistake? And I've got more faith in Dak Prescott not turning the ball over than I do Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, not very mobile. So if that Dallas defensive front can get after him, I think it's going to force him into some bad throws and bad decisions. And we've seen good Jimmy and real real bad Jimmy. Um, and I've got I actually have a prop that I really like for him that we'll talk about here in a second. But let's get to this last game. Uh, real quick, this is the uh, the biggest dog on the slate, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm glad you did not take them on the money line. Over under 46 and a half for this game. Kansas City favored by 12 and a half points, man. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, you all probably saw it. Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger pretty much said, no one's expecting us to win. They're the better team. We're not supposed to be here. So what the hell? Let's just go out there and have fun. And it's the last hurrah for Ben Roethlisberger. If Pittsburgh wins this game, I, I, I'll do something. Y'all tell me. There's no way in hell Pittsburgh gets this. No way, right? There's no chance Pittsburgh beats Kansas City. The question is, can they cover the 12.5 point spread uh, in this matchup? Mahomes, his, pro his prop number is 270.5. Tyreek Hill, 
little banged up with that heel. I don't know what's going on with his heel. Yeah. Uh, 66 and a half. I love Travis Kelsey at 66 and a half. Uh, they're both the same. I, I'd rather take Travis Kelsey over Tyreek Hill. Uh, Kansas City, like we said, they're, they're putting up 28 points in each of their last five games. Uh, Pittsburgh cannot score. They put up 26 points against the Browns, but outside of that, they have not hit 20 points in any game of their last in any of their last four games. They haven't even made it to 20. Um, and this includes a 36 to 10 beatdown by Kansas City at home. Um, and you put in the notes, man, the most surprising stat of all is the lack of passing success that has come at home. Uh, all of Mahomes' big games have come on the road. He's averaging 333 passing yards on the road, but only 252 at home. And is yeah. as, as concerned as you were for Dax over, I'm like, I, I don't know if I want Mahomes over in this matchup, right? With a banged no. up Tyreek Hill. Um, against a team that they probably won't have to score a lot to to beat up on, you know, there's a good chance Kansas City's defense gives them a score too in this matchup with with Big Ben uh, just yoloing at his final game. But is there anything in this matchup you like? The only one that I feel really good about Jay is Travis Kelsey. I love 66 and a half receiving yards for Travis Kelsey in this matchup. Pittsburgh they don't have a linebacker to cover him if they drop Minka Fitzpatrick down. Uh, that, that's probably what they'll have to kind of do to try to bracket Kelsey to keep him at bay. But with a hurt Tyreek Hill, I think uh, I like Travis Kelsey over. And if I was going for a, a long shot, anytime touchdown score, I think Demarcus Robinson and or Byron Pringle are also good options if you just want to throw a, a long shot uh, anytime touchdown score uh, bet out there for one of those two pass catchers. Yeah, uh, Byron Pringle was actually that. This was his best game of the season. Was against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where that was a game he had, I believe, six receptions for sixty yards and two touchdowns. Two so again, if if you want to kind of believe in that narrative, I agree with you. Um, but I think my problem with betting this game so much is more so I don't know how it's going to play out. If it's a blowout, do we see? You know, how long do we see Big Ben in for? I'm assuming he plays the whole game because it's his last yes. game. Yes. But the problem is, is like. I think that Kansas City is just going to win. And and so if they're just going to win, I don't know if Kelsey's going to get a lot of yards. I don't know if it's going to be Pringle. I don't know if Clyde's going to get heavily involved or they just run the ball a lot. Najee, we'll see. Najee had 90 yards against them the last time they played, and I believe his prop is at 60 and a half. I still just, I still just don't know. I don't, I don't think I have a good read on the game script. I don't think it'll necessarily be close either. And that lends itself to weird lines for everybody involved. And so I'm pretty much staying away from it. But of course, I'm taking Kansas City on the money line in the parlay. Yeah, uh, I don't think either that Pittsburgh has any chance of winning. I don't know if they'll cover, but I know that Kansas City will definitely win. All right, so listen, y'all. We are not professional bettors. We just like to have a good time. We watch the game. We talk about what we see. We go through it. We, we pull some stats. We look at some data. We have no model to help you win this. But it's just low stakes, right? $10, uh, six-leg money, par- uh, money line parlay, payout $400. Jay's got Cincy, Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, KC, and we'll talk about the Arizona game because that's on Monday night. We'll talk about that Monday morning. Um, Jay, I actually like this outside of the Philly bet, but I know you wanted to juice it up a little bit, so you needed to take a dog. And if you pull this off, man, I'll give you a lot of props. Let's take a look at what I'm rolling with this weekend. My flex play on prize picks, five leg. I've got Ben Roethlisberger under 220 and a half passing yards. Jimmy Garoppolo under two and a half rushing yards. Y'all know I love the QB rushing props. Joe Burrow, put my money where my mouth is, over 260 passing yards, 60 and a half passing yards. I like Hunter Renfro over 13 and a half fantasy points. And I like Josh Allen over 20 and a half fantasy points versus the New England Patriots. Again, doing it on the ground. 
probably good for a rushing touchdown and a couple of passing scores. I think, Jay, when you saw me throw this in last night, you thought it was pretty good, right? Yeah, I liked it. I think my only fear was Big Ben because of the YOLO nature of what that game could be. Uh, but every other line I really liked a lot, especially Jimmy, because he's already banged up and he's not going to be able to get out and run against that Dallas front. But the rest of them, you know, we are, kind of talked about the rest of them. I love them all. It's yeah. really just the Ben one if he gets a lot of passing attempts and the volume just goes through the roof. Yeah, even if he gets a lot of passing attempts, I don't know if it's going to yield a lot of yards, but um, we'll see. Let's see if ben, Big Ben can come through for me on Wild Card Weekend. But yeah, I, I put one unit on this, so um, if you want to tail these picks, you can win some money. We're going to win this one. I feel real good about this one, Jay. So um, there it is, Wild Card Weekend. We did not talk Arizona, LA. We'll talk about them Monday. And then we've got some other stuff. We're going to take, if we've got time, I think there was a new mock draft that came out that we may review and kind of talk about some of these landing spots, uh, start to get an early look at the Senior Bowl roster, who we'll be paying attention to here in a couple of weeks. Um, but we appreciate y'all for tapping in with us this week. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Enjoy football for, uh, Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And make sure y'all wake y'all asses up with us Monday morning, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, Eastern Time. Y'all have a great weekend. Be blessed. We out. Peace.